millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to another edition of your favorite podcast, Insane in the Membrane. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition. I'm glad you're here. Thank you for keep coming back. Really do appreciate it. Um, yeah, it's um, busy. Getting busy. Gigs are happening. It's all happening. Everything's happening. It's all. It's all. It's good. It's all good. Uh, before we get on with it, and before I tell you what, what's been happening, um, we are uh, get your membrane tees and hoodies. Uh, don't you, if you haven't already, you should have got done that already. Um, those lovely lads at SOS Clothing, uh, they, they take care of our merch, and uh, not only do they do that, they have a wonderful range of garments themselves. So, if you go to their website, sosclothing.co.uk forward slash membrane, um, if you use the promo code membrane, it's one word, you will get 15% off, not just of our merch, our tees and hoodies, but you'll get that off across the store. What's not to love? 15% off come on they're good lads doing good things it's uh, ethically sourced it's vegan friendly what's not to love eh? they're good lads Mark and Stacey thank you for doing that boys um, oh we've got some news coming up about that as well but that'll be later on uh, coming up there's, there's, there's some, we've got some more uh, merch things coming up so we'll let you know about that in uh, due course um, and uh, also don't forget to get your limited edition Insane in the Membrane coffee beans from wogancoffee.com in Bristol Use the exclusive Membrane listener promo code MEMBRANE, that's one word, and you'll get 10% off our podcast packs. We have one in the studio. Producer Paul has, uh, has got one, and we had a look. Very cool. You should, uh, you should get on that. So uh, that if you go to, uh, like I say, if you go to wogacoffee.com, uh, use the exclusive promo code MEMBRANE, that's one word, you'll get 10% off of our podcast packs. And if you get one, can you send me a picture, please? I want to see you with it, and we'll stick it up on the website. So do that for us. That would be first class. Um, also, don't forget, to check the episode notes each week for links to our guests, our merch, and our new YouTube channel where you can see me in action in the studio and occasionally the back of producer Paul's head. I mean, what's not to love about that? Eh? Um, so yeah, we've got a YouTube channel. We've been videoing these, so uh, go to that. Check the link. Check the uh, check them in the, in the check the links in the uh, in the episode notes. It's all there for you. All the links because producer Paul is brilliant at what he does. Because if this was just left to me. Well, it wouldn't reach your ears. I've got to be honest, it wouldn't be anywhere near you. You wouldn't even know it existed. It'd just be me screaming into a laptop. So well done, producer Paul, for making this actually, this actually get out there into the airwaves. Thank you very much. Um, so, yeah, I'm getting out there. I'm gigging. Um, things are happening. 
I'm all over the place actually. Um, I'm going to tell you where I'm going to be. Where am I going to be? Because last week I would have been in the backyard. Uh, this coming week, I am going to be supporting. Um, next week, I'm going to be supporting Clinton Baptiste from um, Phoenix Knights, uh, the clairvoyant. You know, I'm getting the word. I'm getting it's him. Uh, so I'm going to be in St Helens on the 24th, uh, supporting Clinton. I'm going to be also in Ilkley up near Leeds uh, on the 25th um, and then I'm going to be uh, loads of places uh, I've got a website with all this on actually so you should check that richwilsoncomedy.com was it richwilsoncomedian.com either one of them put them in and find me I know all my gig dates will be up there so come and do that um, and yeah so I'm around and about the place come and see me come and say hello Right, let's get on with it, shall we? Shall we? Shall we get on with it? I think so. Because this week, uh, my guest is Ashish Suri. Now, I met Ashish. Um, I met him at a gig in... Where was it? I think we talked about it in the episode, actually, where we first met. Ah, it was a Little Smash. That was it, down in Southend. And we got on famously straight away. He's a top dude, brilliant comedian. Um, just, he's got a really interesting background, so I was really keen to get him on to have a chat. I'm always keen to talk to people from other places because, you know, especially places I've never been. So he's from Delhi uh, in India, and I've never been. I don't know much about the place. All I know are the stereotype thing, you know, stereotypical things that people tell me about. So it was interesting to get have a chat to someone who's actually from there. Um, and that's the thing about comedy. We talk about it in the episode. It's such a great chat because, you know, it, 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 realizing how lucky I am to know people now from, from all around the world through comedy. It's a wonderful position to be in. I'm very. Uh, it's something that I forget sometimes when I'm having a bit of a moan and I'm sat on a train and I'm coming back from somewhere and I'm like, oh god, you know, it's gonna, I'm not going to get home until two a.m. Like, yeah, well, you know, it could be worse. Could always be worse. You know, you're a very lucky man, Richie. So don't forget that. So Ashish came on. We had a brilliant chat. So coming up in a bit is Ashish Suri. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A podcast from producer paul.co.uk. Insane in the membrane. How are you, man? You good? I'm good, so how are you? I'm good, I'm good. This is how we Thanks start. Thanks so much for this. Ah, dude, I've been meaning to get on for ages. I've been meaning to get on for ages. But here we are. Here we are, because um, uh, big fan of your work. And, oh. uh, yeah, very funny, man. And uh, I'm just, I just want to find out more about you. I want to find out your background, because there's science involved somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I heard that. Unfortunately, at, at some points, yes. <laughs> what science is it? What, are you an actual scientist? Yeah, so um, I've got a dual core engineering degree. Uh, I'm, a, I'm an electrical engineer and I'm also an electronics engineer. Are you really? Yeah, uh, and that's why I left the country. I was just <laughs> too intense. It's just full of us. <laughs> Everyone's got to say, yeah, to a penny. I, whatever. Basically, because uh, my, my mom and dad are both engineers. So okay. One of them is an electrical. Uh, uh, my dad's an electrical engineer. My mom's an electronics engineer. So when I was growing up, I was like, uh, yeah, I guess I want to do both. <laughs> right. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but this is the thing, like, like in this country, when they talk about... Like, where were you from originally? Oh, I'm, I'm from India. I yeah. grew up in Delhi. Uh, my family is from the north of India. Yeah. This is what annoys me about certain people in this country, certain uh, people. And the way they talk about India... Is so derogatory and so, and you're like, yeah, well, you haven't got a fucking engineering degree. So, <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, I've seen this before when I've been when I've been elsewhere, other countries, and I've been with people that are rude to the wait staff, and and the wait staff are chatting away, and they're like, their English isn't their first language, and these people <laughs> are really fucking rude. I'm like, hang on a minute, this person here speaks, as far as we know, we already know they speak more than one language. You don't even speak English properly. So how the fuck are you being such a dickhead? But to these people, it, it blows my mind. It blows my I mean, mind, you know? I'll, I'll be honest with you. If uh, somebody don't, doesn't talk to me in proper English, I'm just like, fuck off. <laughs> 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 well, I'm going to go then. I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm messing, I'm messing. <laughs> um, no, no, I, I get that. It's it's kind of a thing. It's, but I, it's, I think it's, it's like a cultural thing. Because like in India, there's... Uh, it's at certain places, well, a lot of places. There, there's a certain amount of bias as well. Okay. So it's it's not like it's like a one-sided thing. It's just you know, like you we grow up. Our history lessons are basically how we got colonized for two hundred years. Oh yeah. So there's like this this repressed kind of like annoyance as well. Th- yeah. That's why even you'd see people who'd be like third generation Indians. You know, their grandparents or their parents, second generation, their parents were uh, from India and they grew up over here. They'd still support India in cricket. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing, cause like you just said, because I was brought up to be taught that 
uh, the British were the kings of everything. The, you know, we just ruled everything. We went around, we, were, we went around, and we were just helping everybody. Because <laughs> I mean, until then, you know, you had nothing. Everyone elsewhere had nothing. It was us Brits that brought you everything, and you're like, but now you get, now you do like proper research and proper. You hear the real stories. You go, oh fuck, no. We were just running around stealing. <laughs> just... I mean, look, I, nobody can deny it. Like, the British were good at management. <laughs> <laughs> Very good at PR. Yeah, you can, you can, you can hit, like, people are like, oh, how did they manage to do it? I was like, they did, and you, you have to accept it. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't good for the world, no. But no, no. Considering we're such a shitty, not a shitty. There are good. There's good bits. There's good bits to this. But um, considering we're such a tiny place, we and I've done a lot of damage. It's, really. I this is a, I I remember some of this because I when I was growing up I was a geek. I didn't have a girlfriend till I was like 24. <laughs> That's like mm -hmm. what seven years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I used to read a lot of books and I remember uh, uh, one of our course books, uh, history course books. Um, so what they do in India is like you study history in school as a general subject for like six years. Mm. So maybe year six or year five, you start studying it and they split it out. So once like early history, which is, you know, cavemen, you learn how fire was uh, discovered and stuff mm. like that. Then there's medieval history about kings and queens and whatnot. And then you have modern history, which is basically colonialism and everything. And, um, the, when we started studying uh, like modern history, there was a bit where it said uh, over the course of like the next few chapters or stuff like that, we're going to understand how an island country uh, like, you know, the Great Britain uh, managed to conquer more than half the world. Those were the exact words. Wow. And it's, it's, but it's, it's something to like, yes, there's goods and like they're mostly bad bits. But it's still like something to learn from, like how did that happen? Yeah, it's, it's a, when you think back, and this is what people I've noticed this recently. This is what hang on, my Siri on my phone's decided to not now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this, about that. this is literally why I have an Android because my last name is Suri. Every time somebody says that, it just gets screamed. <laughs> just phones going off everywhere. What That's now? <laughs> Every single day. <laughs> so what? But this is so. I guess people I know now, like family members that have been stood in front of me, going, "Ah, oh, this country. We used to be great. You know, we went around. People feared us. You know, that's not a good thing. That's not a good <laughs> thing at all. Why you? Why do you want that? And it's 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 yeah. So that's what people are harking back to now. Yeah. And yeah. It, you know, and you're. Did you? I mean, that like so you you know you you like you say you you know your your relatives sort yeah. of you know they were they were more you know, they they sort of bore the brunt of it you know yeah, and yeah. It, mean, so that must have been tricky to deal uh, with. It was it was it was weird because like uh, so my my dad's family's uh, from Pakistan. Mm. Um, so when there was this whole uh, partition thing happening when India and Pakistan split up. So uh, my granddad, like basically my dad's whole family had to like uh, emigrate to uh, India. Mm. And when I used to have these conversations with him, he was really you know, passionate about it because he, he was a part of the actual, you know, the freedom struggle and everything. He used to tell us stories about how they were like two of his cousins, they were twins. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, I laugh at it, it's pr probably pretty serious. But one of them was the more notorious one. So he used to mess up with like the British and they'd be protest and he'd be like stone, you know, like brindles and everything. 
and the nice twin used to get arrested. Oh, shit. <laughs> I suppose it's easy to get him. They, they, they couldn't understand why he was walking around so casual. There was a point where I thought, like, maybe he didn't realize they were being racist and they just weren't twins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that was actually the thing. And I used to have these conversations with him and it was... Like the kind of stories he used to tell me, they were, they were pretty intense. Mm. Like I remember because when, so it was the whole religion thing, right? Because uh, they, I think at some point Pakistan declared themselves as like, um, uh, they had a state religion. Like, you know, Christianity is, is the state religion in a lot of European countries. Yeah. So a lot of uh, Hindus like emigrated to India because India at that point was secular. <laughs> um, and what they were doing was apparently... Uh, they didn't have any supplies, so no, nothing to eat, nothing to drink or anything. And most of the supplies they would get on the route were being poisoned. So oh, they were told, just don't eat, you know, any apples or oranges. Oh, my God. So they, they, they did like a, a day's worth of train journey or two days worth of train journey, like starving themselves just to be able to make it out alive. And it's just, you had these stories and it was mm. like, wow. And I'm there, like eating, like you know, a chicken kebabs. Like, oh, that's <laughs> oh, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you do that? Do you want some? <laughs> this is the thing. The the I, I still find even this morning I find myself a bit. Literally, just before we did this, I was moaning. That I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, oh, the fuck, you know, trains and travelling I have to do, <laughs> and then. Well, then you hear a story like that, you go, yeah, I'm all right actually. There was a vending, yeah, there was a vending machine. <laughs> Well, it's it's it's, it's a, like yeah, it's it's a learning experience. So you know, mm. you pick up these things. The most um, <laughs> the most troublesome bit was uh, when I first came to India. I first came to London, and I was traveling back to India for the first time. Um, I'd started dating someone. Um, it was in, she was uh, Irish, and coincidentally white as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the first time I went back, it was a little bit tricky to. Uh, have this conversation with my granddad because he's like, did you manage to find someone? I was no. like, well, I think so. And he was like, is she white? I was like, yeah. I was like, ah, oh, those British. I was like, no, no, she's yeah. Irish. He's like, no, they're all white. I was like, ah, you're being racist now. How do I explain this to you? This, this is not how we did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she, was, I mean, imagine if they had a conversation, she'd probably say the same about the British. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how we fell in love. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it was, it was, it was. I, I think I like to think she fell in love with the, my personality. Uh, of course, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a wonderful personality. Actually, that's why, that's why we're friends, mate. That's why we're friends. So you, I just, go on, go on. No, no, I was just gonna fanboy at you. That's why. You say what? I was just gonna be like fanboying at you. Like, yeah, I've told you the story. Like you know, I you we started this conversation and you were like, "Oh, I'm a big fan of your comedy." And in my head, I was like, "Well, you're one of the reasons why I started doing it." Oh, mate. So, I, oh. It's 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 always like you. Do you remember the first time we met? Uh, I think it was at Little Smash at the mm, Alex. Yes. And I was, you you were sitting in the audience. I was like, "Oh my god, is that Rich Wilson?" <laughs> Oh mate! Oh bless you! That was a good night. That oh, I was. Uh, I still have it on. Like I record the whole thing. <laughs> That's a good gig. I like that gig. It's it's a lovely gig. I'm oh, doing it this evening. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh um, really? I, it's not. It's not at the Alex, but I'm doing it at a new venue. Uh, it's called the Seafront uh, nice. in Southend. Nice. Are oh, you with uh, Marcus Birdman? 
Yes, yes, yeah, I'm really excited about that one. He's a top dude. You'll enjoy it. That's that'll be another great night. Um, but so yes. so you so you studied to be a scientist, and then you went fuck that. I'm going to be a comedian. No, there was like another degree between that. Okay, okay. What was what was the next one? I was um, it was like an IT MBA thing, like a business information systems yeah. uh, thing. That's how yeah. I ended up in London. I I came here for my masters. Um, and then I did that. Um, and then by the time I graduated, I managed to get a job. So I was like, oh my God, I can make money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I stayed back. Um, and then I started dating um, the, the lady. And we were together for some time. And then there was a breakup. And that's basically, I, it was it was acrimonious in the sense, like it wasn't a bad breakup, but me being like, I was in a different country. My my friend circle, my support circle was completely different to what I grew up with. So I kind of spiraled down into like this weird depression, alcoholism, like the usual stuff. Right. You know? Yeah. And um, I, was, I started to come out of it. Um, that's when I started going to Up the Creek um, and started watching comedy. And uh, like I said, you were one of the, the two people that I used to go to up the creek just to watch. Because it was you oh, and Daniel Kitson. You guys used wow. to, I think, the resident MCs at, at the point. Yeah, uh, we do it quite a bit. Oh, mate. That's, that's yeah. the one and only time I'll be in the same bracket as Kitson. Let me tell you that. <laughs> I think I'm <laughs> no, all right. I, I, <laughs> you guys are, to me, you, are, you both are equally amazing. I just don't, oh, mate. That's, that's how it goes in my head. Thank you. And then I started dating someone else. Um, and when we was broke up, that was like the turning point. Right. Where I was like, yeah, I need to get my shit together. Mm. And I've always wanted to do comedy. So I just Googled open mic nights, um, found one. I went down to watch how it goes. Uh, and then the next week I booked a spot. Um, it was at this place called the Lions Den. It's still going. It's, yeah, I know that um, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And that's, that's basically what kicked it off. Nice. And then one gig a week. And then people like, you should do more than two gigs a week. <laughs> and then, you know, you get addicted. And it's like, do I do cocaine? Do I do comedy? <laughs> Comedy's cheap. It's much cheaper. Well, it used to be. <laughs> Train fares now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Might be you just get yeah. a really big coke habit and just uh, just do videos from my room. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that is the dream. That is the dream. <laughs> But what I find what I find amazing, and I did a, I did a gig the other week, and everybody that was on, I think every I think ninety percent of the acts were from another country, and I was watching, and I was just like, not only are these people doing comedy, but they're doing it in a second language, and I found that I find it I find it mind blowing that you know that people can do that. It's yeah. I mean, and I don't mean that in a patronising way. I just mean it's you know how do you find it? Because the nuances and the and the is it is it just the same? Is it, or you know, the differences. There yeah. are differences, and it's language is basically one big thing. But then also like where you do it. Like I can do comedy in English in India. Right. But it's going to be different. Like the jokes are going to be different mm. and, you know, everything. And then it's it's not even just like we talk about different things, but it's like how you say it. Because the one thing I realized, uh, which is, I think it's, I'm just an idiot. I picked it up late. Um, but it's like what word you actually use to, you know, 
describe something or yeah. like what you're trying to say. But then when I'm doing it, I'm doing comedy in the UK, it's like the slang is different. The local slangs are different. Yeah. So you have to understand this. It's like, I still, I'm not comfortable using the word mate. You know? No, really? I just, I, I'll be like, I'm, 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 I still use dude. <laughs> <laughs> dude works. I like dude. So it's, it's, it's like, it's, it's, it's more like it rolls off the tongue easily for me. But like things like those, like, uh, because I grew up watching a lot of American sitcoms. So it's, it's, it's like Bucks was the one thing. It's like, oh, no, we have to say quid. So things oh, yeah. like those. Yeah, the, yeah, picking yeah. up. So just knowing the English language isn't enough. Like being able to pick the local slangs and everything. Yeah. It's, it's, but it's good, though. Um, it makes, makes, at least in my, when, when I'm on stage or when I'm trying to do comedy, I'm more aware of, you know, uh, what comes out of my mouth. Right. Most, uh, more, I'd like to think most of the times. Yeah. <laughs> I think more people should be more like that. Um, are you, are you, so are the rhythms the same? It, it, do you know what I mean? Because I remember seeing, I went to a Polish comedy night and I didn't understand what they were saying because it was all in Polish, but the rhythm was the same. So it was like, da 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 a big laugh, and then a tag yes. on the end, da 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 another laugh. So is it, the, is it a similar thing? Yes, yes. I, I, I mean, I've not done, so English is like my third language. So I, I speak Hindi and I speak Punjabi right, and right, right, English. Right. And I've not done much comedy because I started doing comedy in London. Okay, so right, I, right, right. I've done a handful of gigs in India, but it's always been like a mix of uh, Hindi and English. Right. But when I do watch uh, uh, like Indian comedians, um, yes, there is. Like, because you, it, and I only started noticing it after a while, but yes, there is a rhythm. Like you can, you can pick the beats up. Mm. And it's not even with the joke structure, but you're like, the punch is coming. Yeah. You know, or not even the punch, the laugh is coming. Right, and you can even see it on the performers' faces. Like, yeah, they knew about it. <laughs> so it's 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 like it's. I mean, people use the word rhythm and beat and everything, but it is literally like music. Yeah, where you know it's it doesn't matter what language you're singing in. It, it, it does. I'm like, I'm kind of fucking up the music nuance. <laughs> <laughs> this guy comes in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it's similar. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I thought. Because you could, like I say, yeah, I didn't understand what they were saying, but I could, I could hear what was happening, the the the, the build up to it, and then the punchline, and then the tag afterwards, on top of the punchline. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But did, yeah. are you so? Has, has, did, so you know, like, it's again, I'll take the music analogies. It's bad, but I'll go with it. Um, it's like you know when you listen to music, like a song in like a different language, mm. like a lot of you know the Spanish or like even French songs, you're able to pick the emotion out. I, I, when you watch comedy yeah. in a different language, are you able to like pick pick the the energy up? Like when you're watching and listening. Uh, yeah, the energy. Yes, even because I found myself smiling, even though I didn't know what was being said. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, I was like, oh, I imagine that was really funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, I and then, you, then there's the odd word that you do know. You kind of yeah. go, oh, right, that's, oh, okay, all right, I see what they're talking about. Or you'll be with somebody and they'll go, oh, it's a joke about this, this, and this. And you go, ah, yeah. right, yeah, yeah, okay. So, and I think that's, I think it, it was just fascinating to see. I love, I love, I'm really, I, I love languages. I just wish I could speak more than one. <laughs> I just could never pick it up. I could never do it. 
I don't know. I mean, you know. In, in English is pretty pretty good as well. It's like that's why I left the country. I was like, mm. couldn't speak the other two. I was like, English. I can... Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're hard work. I'm just gonna do this one. <laughs> too many alphabets. I'm, I'm happy with twenty six. There's so many alphabets. <laughs> um, it's, it's like. <laughs> But over here, over here now, we're now in this in the middle of a huge wave of talking about mental health. People are a bit more aware of taking care of their mental health. Yeah, and uh, and, and which is a good thing. It's you know absolutely because you know there's been generation after generation of people that, especially men, well, you know, men and women, I'm not all, all genders that yeah. haven't really discussed it before, not on this level. And yeah. I'm just, do you know, is it the same back in Delhi? Is, are they are they having this similar conversations or is it? Yes. Yeah. It's it's opening up now. Mm. But like, I I like I like to think that I'm I'm a, I'm a part of the the transition generation. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm a part of the generation that grew up with uh, you know landline telephones. Then we saw the mobile phones. Right. And now that I'm an adult, I see the smartphone. So I've seen that transition, and I think that is a culture-wide thing. So it, it applies to a lot of other things outside of technology as well. And like mental health is a big thing. Mm. Like uh, when, I, when I was growing up, I don't think people talked openly about, you know, having therapy or going to a therapist. No. And I, I, the, even the term therapist didn't exist. You know, they'd be like psychologists. And somebody went ahead and be like, oh, I'm going to the psychologist. They'd be like, oh, you're going for psychotherapy. Like, mm-hmm. It was, it was, it was a taboo kind of thing. It's like, oh, this, 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 this guy goes to a psychologist. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know. Yeah, there was an assumption that there was something definitely, you know, something wrong. Yeah, whereas, and, uh, yeah, where you just trying to sometimes you just need to recalibrate. It's and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of happy about it because um, uh, that, that just means that you know as as society we are evolving and it's 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 a global thing not just a cultural thing mm. where because i i don't i'm not a fan of you know i don't like stereotypes no but sometimes some stereotypes you can you can understand why where they come from and how they get perpetuated yeah. like i grew up in delhi um, and it's like one of the five uh, six metropolitan cities now which is so uh, delhi pretty much we'd catch up on all the global trends. Like if something was cool in London, we'll probably get it in like two or three years and yeah. you know, it'll be there. But then when people talk about, oh, India is like so rural and, you know, the village people and everything. I don't like that because that's not something I grew up with. No. But I do, I do know that outside of that bubble of Delhi or like, you know, the like you have London, Greater London, so we have National Capital Region. Outside of that, those things do exist. Yeah. And they need to be discussed about. It's just hurts but now like it is it is becoming a good thing it is becoming a big thing that people are more open uh you know discuss and yeah more averse to be like yeah maybe you're not the crazy one and you know there is something that people can do to help you yeah i think that's it i think we're now coming away from that assumption that there has to be something drastically wrong with you whereas yeah. it's, like we said it's just the case of I don't feel right. I need to. I need to. I need to talk to someone to help me feel better. And I think because I think everybody. This is what I've learned from being lucky enough to have travelled around a lot. And I've said this before on here. People are fundamentally the same. Different cultures, yeah. different ethnicities, but yeah. on a on a on a fundamental level, we're all pretty much the same. Yes, you know? I agree. Completely agree. Yeah. I mean, I I always use. <laughs> I always so I'm so. 
my family is from the north of India. So there's like my summer vacations, basically, I used to spend two to three months uh, up at my grand grandparents' place every year. They, oh. My mom and I were just like, oh, stay away from this. <laughs> <laughs> We've had uh, too much of you. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so there was an element of like me growing up in the north as well. And I'm going to say this now. People uh, from the north are batshit crazy. And I'm not saying north of England, north of India, any part of the world. If you come from the north of any place in the world, you're fucking mental. <laughs> Apologies to our thing. northern listeners. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I mean in a good way. I'm, I, I, I put myself in that category. Because like the first time I went to Manchester, uh, one of my mates, he was staying in Macclesfield. Yeah. And I went there and I was like, you know the comparisons. People up north in India love their chicken. Oh, people up north in this country love their chicken. People up north in India love their rum and whiskey. <laughs> Manchester, like, we're literally the same people. We just, like, you know, once one side, we just have a different tan. <laughs> <laughs> do you think there's something about... Maybe, yeah, the, the people from the north do seem to have a more... They seem to be more chilled out as well. Yeah. A more open, maybe... I don't know. Maybe I'm dealing with stereotypes again, but they do seem more chilled out and more open to things rather than kind of down down south seems a bit more tight and a bit more yeah, closed in maybe. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's the same. Uh, like in India, um, if you go down like one of the southern states, um, Kerala, uh, well, three of the main southern states, one of them has the highest literacy rate, like 93% wow. when I checked the last time. Like, they're all educated. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, and there's, there's, there are a bit uptight, like, yeah. um, but it's uh, back to what you just like, what you were asking. I was like, yeah, I think it's people around the world are just the same. It's just nuances and differences yeah. in culture and everything that we grow up with. But you know, if if I if I am to go to like, if you go to if you go to North India. Uh, if you go to India and people are like, oh, where's the place where I can find the most loud and lovely bunch of people who just get drunk and start hugging everyone? People are like, just go to the north. Yeah, Which right. I think is the same over here. It's just like, <laughs> I, I, I went to, I went to, uh, when, when I was in Macclesfield, the very first trip, I me and my mate, it was just the two of us. So it was just like, we watched the Man U game. This was fucking, oh man, this was so far back. I think 2000. 2014 wow. um, and we watched the menu game and it's like oh, do you want to it's like yeah of course I want to get drunk <laughs> um, and then we went in there and they were, we were ordering at the bar and there were a couple of guys and they just looked at us and they're like you're not from here and we're like ah oh, we're going to get beaten up and they're like oh we've got tourists come on in and they just asked us to join their table and then we're getting drunk with this random group of people and they were the most amazing bunch they were buying us you know shots and every time we went it's like no 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 you're you're our guest it's, wow. like, what? it's amazing well, but it it's, it's the same yeah it is the same and isn't it yeah and you, you go to india that's 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 the same i i remember uh, so in india the the we share border with pakistan right so there's this ceremony near one of the uh, gates where it's an even every happens every day and you you find people. And I remember there was this one I was with there with my mates and we made friends and we made a couple of friends from Pakistan. Um and they were like, if you come ever come over, they just gave gave me my gave their number, their address, wow. like you have to stay at my place. 
I was like, dude, I just met you five minutes ago. <laughs> and they're like, nah, nah, you just, you, you, you're one of us. Like, you have to come. And it's like, this is. I remember my first, one of my first ever friends when I was growing up, Arahan Danji. Arahan Danji was from Pakistan. Yeah. And he and I used to swap our sandwiches. So <laughs> he would have my horrible 1970s white bread, mild cheese, margarine, sweaty awfulness. And I would have his spicy meat sandwiches. And I'd never tasted anything like it in my life. It was incredible. And he used to love mine. He's like, oh, these are amazing. I don't taste of anything. <laughs> Ah, oh, you won't believe like a cheese toasty in India is like a delicacy. Like you only have it on special occasions. I'm just saying. <laughs> Birthdays and other yeah, other holidays. Yeah, it was, it was it's it's amazing, and I I think that's that's one of the reasons why I like comedy as well because it it got me out of a dark place. But I've met so many amazing people. Mm. Like I I had this uh, I had a chance to talk to Tez Elias. Yeah, right. Um, he was doing his Cameron print show, and I like he was there. And I was like, after the show, he was just sitting, and he's such a nice guy. He just you know chills. Like people come down to see him, and he'll be like, okay, if if you want to talk, I'll talk. And so his family is from Pakistan, and we were talking, and turns out like uh, his family and my grand, like my dad's family, basically are from the same place. We were yeah. just trying to figure out which village it was. <laughs> It's, and you that's that's the beauty of comedy it's just like i've met so many amazing people that you know i i don't think like this conversation yeah you know it's this like even outside of comedy we've been on a train ride or two yeah yeah <laughs> we've yeah. talked about music <laughs> well, that's it i've met like you like i you know i i knew arahan when i was a kid but very rarely did i meet anyone that was from elsewhere from other places and through mm. comedy, I've got friends in all manner of places now, all over the all over the world, and that's all through making people laugh. And that's what. Yeah. So now, when and now I'm just saying it now. I'm like, why was I was moaning this morning? Like, well, oh, fuck. <laughs> but now I'm like, yeah, listen to yourself, you fucking privileged dickhead. You've got friends all around the world. You've travelled. You've done things. You're having this conversation now. You fucking sort yourself out, knobhead. <laughs> <laughs> now you 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 like I have I, I'll say this now. If I say, if I'm in a room full of comedians and if I say the name Rich Wilson, not once have, two things, right? Not once have I ever heard a bad thing. And every time I, I say a name, there's always a smile on people's face. Oh, man. Like, that's, that's the kind of reputation you're working with. Yeah, that's so nice. it's just like, oh, it's, we, we, I, was, I was doing this gig the other day. Um, so it was um, Kate Checker, uh, uh, Kate McGann, and uh, the two, uh, Pete Wilson, like it was, it was just like a, a, a gig gig. Yeah. And uh, we were just discussing the recent gigs we've done. And I think uh, Kate McGann was like, oh, I, I, I just gigged with the Rich Wilson the other day and he fucking smashed it. Yeah. And I shit, you know, Kate Checker and I, and it was just like, oh, I fucking love Rich Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's nice, man. Well, I mean, um, let me blush, man. Oh, let's get back to the dish. Um, but you were talking about earlier about drinking. And was that, I mean, were you brought up uh, uh, religious? Yeah. 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 Uh, did that go against, was your drinking, did it go against that? Um, Kind of, but yeah. not in the sense like, you know, if you're drinking, you're sinning. Mm. Like, 
that's that. <laughs> I was about to go on another tangent. That is my ADHD, by the way. I'm, I'm that's all right. Go, we can go where you want. Because <laughs> uh, I'll come to that later. But like when I when I grew up, uh, we my nobody like nobody in my family used to even drink alcohol. Mm. Like I know my my dad used to like before like my mom and dad settled down. He used to. But it was just a conversation that he had with my mom once. My mom was like, well, we have a family now. Uh, is there a point to drinking or anything? I don't like it. And my dad was like, fine. I don't, I don't, you know, it's not a thing that I need to drink and everything. And that's, that's like a cultural thing as well, is in the sense like we drink, but it's more prominent over here in the sense like if we go out, we drink. But in India, it's just like if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it's Yeah, right. Um, and I, I didn't, I didn't grow up with that. Uh, I did grow up religious, uh, but it was, it was like the thing that you know, if you drink, alcohol is a bad thing. Mm. But it wasn't like if you drink, you will go You're to hell. Cast out, <laughs> it wasn't, then, yeah, yeah. It yeah, was, yeah. it wasn't like that. Um, and then, yeah, and it, people kind of mistake this with like, because a lot of times people ask me, it's like, oh, are you, are you a Hindu? And mm. I was like, yeah, I was raised as a Hindu. And they're like, oh, you, you, then you must not eat meat or you must not drink alcohol. And I was like, that is a misconception. Because <laughs> we have, like, uh, if you uh, go to, like, the east of India, like Bengal, West Bengal now, mm. um, there are, like, deities, like gods and goddesses, that if you worship them, you offer them, like, fish. Right. Like, the priests would, like, offer them fishes. <laughs> and um, there are other gods where um, if you go outside the temple... Um, the the what's the term? The worshippers. They'll um, they offer whiskey. Oh really? And you sit outside. There, there are people just sitting outside with like bottles and funnels, because then you just you know offer a bit to it, and then everything else comes out to the <laughs> to the worshippers, and they get whiskeys. Like <laughs> so one big sesh. <laughs> basically, literally, it's, that's that's literally how it happens. Like <laughs> you get you you're sitting outside, and it's it's not it's not like. Hinduism promotes alcoholism. That's not what no, I'm trying no, no. to say. But then it's it's a part of you know the the religion or the culture. Mm. But that's not something that I grew up with. Right, and right, right. Which was again when I came to this country, a part of the the culture shift that I experienced was you know like uh, people 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 at work would be like every Thursday you know just go out for a pint or everything yeah. with someone like me the, the kind of environment I grew up in I wasn't acclimatized to like we I'd, I'd be drink when we used to drink A we used to hide it <laughs> from <our laughs> folks and B it'd be like maybe a New Year's thing or somebody's you know, birthday right we right, wouldn't right. be like oh yeah it's Thursday let's just go out for a quick pint yeah right so are there bars and things around that you can go to yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it, it's not, again, as prominent as, you know, in, in, in Europe or, like, North America, the Western world. Mm. But you do have um, places where you can go and get a drink if you wish. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, loads of them. Loads of them. But, uh, especially now. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, it was never that... It, it was it wasn't a part of my upbringing no and also like when i was growing up it wasn't part it wasn't a cultural thing like people drank people socialize but it wasn't like oh there's a bar down the road let's get pissed yeah right <laughs> i tell you what i'm gonna because i'm trying to i'm trying to cut back because i do i've been drinking too much i don't drink at home but I'm yeah. all, because i'm always out and someone goes oh do you want a pint i go yeah go on then yeah and because i don't want to upset anyone i'll go yeah go on then. And even when i've gone right today i'm not drinking 
and then I'll go out and someone goes, do you want a pint? I go, yeah, go on then. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. become an alcoholic because I'm too nice to say no. <laughs> that's, that's, that's how it happens. If you're too nice, you, you, that's, that's how I picked up crack cocaine. It was just like, I, was, <laughs> I couldn't turn down people. <laughs> I just don't upset anybody. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's the thing. Like, um, I, I, there was a point where I realized that oh, this is now getting out of hand. How do I keep a check? And then I, like, like you said, you know, you drink, don't drink at home. Mm. I also made a rule for myself, which I, which was like, I never drink by myself. Right. It's just a simple thing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I never drink by myself. But when I was in like the the bad state of mind, then I was just like, I just go to a bar and be like, oh, bartender, sir, you're going to be my new friend. Let's drink together. <laughs> At least you're not on your own. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it was, it's, yeah. It's, um, when, when I started comedy, I the first three months, I, I, I put this for me. It's like, if I'm doing comedy, I'm not going to be drinking. Mm. So the first three months of me doing, when I started doing like comedy, I I didn't take, like I didn't dr- drink a single sip of alcohol. Right. I was just to keep myself away uh, from all those things. Um, it, it was just... Basically, what happened was I was dating this girl. She was fucking amazing, fucking phenomenal. Uh, and we were clicking together. But then she picked up on that as well. It's like if, every time we went out and everything, we were just, like, you know, drinking. And just I, I was over-indulging over a bit. Right. And I, I still, to this day, remember her words. And she was like, uh, we're both going to be 30 soon, you know? And uh, I want to be with someone who's like... You're lively and everything and everything. But someone who's a tad bit responsible. Right. And she's like, if I want to date someone who just goes out and gets pissed every time, I just go back to university. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that, that kind of like struck a no. Because mm. it, it was like a, an intervention. But I, there was nothing wrong with what she said. No. It's just like, um, and that's when I was like, I gave myself a weekend. And I was like, what outside of drinking do I really want to do? And I've always wanted to do. And stand-up comedy was one of those things. And I was like, I'm in London. You know, yeah. I, I used to I used to play music back home and I always wanted like open mic music nights. Yeah. And I was like, I'm pretty sure there's open mic comedy nights. So that's that's basically the the switch. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. It's funny because it used to be you know, back in the 90s or whenever it was when stand-up comedy really blew up, you know, like alternative yeah. comedy. And they yeah. were still, you know, they, I hear the stories of some of them getting you know, lines of coke and, and pissed and doing the, and still doing the gigs. And, but then Could be- you give me the names? <laughs> <laughs> no names, Ashish. No names. <laughs> but before that, before that, I mean, I, I was working with Ted Robbins the other day. And Ted yeah. Robbins was big, like, back in the, early, in the 80s. His his niece is now Emily Atak. That's his that's his. Niece. Oh, okay. And so, but him and his sister Ted Robbins and Kate Robbins were big way back. And and I did a gig with him the other day, and he was telling me all these stories. You know, he was telling me about Les Dawson and uh, Bob Monkhouse and all the all these great people. And he told me all these stories, and they were all drunk. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> but, but but I was like, wow. He went, yeah. They, you know, they, they, what happened was they'd either take up golf or yeah. they'd take up drinking. And there was that, and that was it. And I was all this like Bob Monkhouse. Just, like, they were telling, he was telling me how much booze he used to do before a gig. Oh, Jesus Christ! I'd be in a coma. 
I, 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 the thing is, like, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a functional alcoholic. No. <laughs> I was just, I, I can't, I've, I think I've done, I did throughout, like, and I'm not, I'm, I talk about, like, uh, since I started doing back in the day. Okay. Um, <laughs> I've, I've not been doing it for long, but, like, throughout uh, my short comedy life existence, I think I've only done two gigs where I went on stage with like alcohol. I, I that's another one. I think because I'm OCD as well. All right. So I think I can like if I can place rules on myself, it mm. kind of sometimes makes it easier. Like I've got a rule now that I don't like drink before I go on stage. As simple as that. Not yeah, a single right. sip of alcohol. Nothing. No. And I was just like you know I, if I'm doing three gigs in a in a day or two gigs in a day, I'll be like I'm not gonna. Mm. sip alcohol till I'm done with the last one right 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 so do you drink do you still, still drink I'm, at the moment I've not had alcohol for like the last two months right 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 that's good man I, I mean holiday season is coming probably oh god oh no this is, this is a terrible time for me to go I'm going to cut back um, <laughs> <laughs> but did it's you... going to make you strong Rich <laughs> it's, it's going to make me round I don't know about anything yeah. else but do you find that drinking helps with your OCD and your ADHD or doesn't really, um, doesn't really affect either or. It was, either way. It, it definitely didn't help with it. No. <laughs> so it, it didn't. Um, um, it was the other way around. And it was also like, I, I didn't really uh, get diagnosed or pick, get it picked up like until like, it, it's it's more of a recent thing. Like right. before comedy, obviously. Mm. Obviously, like, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> No, it was, uh, I, but I did figure it out later. And you, once you get to know all these things, you can see like how it's going the bad way. Like, um, I, I know, so I, I'm more comfortable drinking spirits. Like whiskey is my poison of choice. Right. Like I enjoy whiskey, but then in, in my OCD head, it was also like, if I go out on a date and I was like, oh, the last time we met, you know, we had whiskey and it was a good date. So I was like, I have to drink whiskey this time as well. Uh, and it's like those really tiny, minor, stupid things. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. like when it adds up, it's just like, it's it's not, for me, it wasn't good. No. I know a lot of people who can keep a check on it, which is fucking amazing for them. And I'm, I'm you know, I'm kind of envious. But it's, and I, there, there was a point where I was like, I was, I was becoming not like intentionally, but I was becoming like a, a bit toxic person. Right. But it wasn't just, I was, it wasn't just for me. If it was just affecting me, it would have been fine. Yeah. But once it starts, you know, affecting people around you, you have to be like, no, I need to. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. I get a bit too boisterous sometimes and I have to be told to calm down. So I'm having such, I'm having such a good time. But people go, oh, whoa, 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 take it down a few. <laughs> uh, I th- we definitely have to go out for a drink because I, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a dr- I'm a happy drunk as well. Like, I, I'm the kind of guy, like, once, once I'm drunk, I'm just like, if I'm drinking, you're drinking shots for everyone. <laughs> uh, now, see, now that's the difference. I can't do shots. That's when the wheels come off because that's I've, every single time I've ended up doing shots, it doesn't end well. I always wake up and just like, I'll wake up in the morning, but like still dressed and you go, Oh, well, okay. All right. Well, let's, what happened? No, well, well, at least I didn't have something to eat. And then you go, I know I did. I had six kebabs. And then you go, well, at least, at least I didn't upset anybody. You go, Oh fuck. And then you remember the face. You don't remember what you said. You just remember the face of the person that you go, Oh God. 
Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I've said something. What have I said? Then you go through your messages. You're like, oh, my God. I've gone from oh, declaring undying love. Oh, yeah, me and you forever, baby. And then... <laughs> and then well, oh, wrong number. Who this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just throw your phone away. It's happened. I, and, and that's the thing. It was just like, I'm, I'm, I think I'm more comfortable, like being able to enjoy it now. Mm. Like I, I know I can, I can keep a check. Uh, and my, my friends are basically like, look, you, you, you behave like a drunk in general. I don't think you need alcohol. <laughs> Everyone always thinks you're pissed anyway. But I mean, look at my face. Like <laughs> the, the number of times I'm at the bus stop and a random, you know, Mercedes or BMW stops in and the guy's like, Hey bro, do you want some weed? I was like, bro. <laughs> No, I don't. <laughs> I look like it. You look I, super oh. chilled. That's what it is. You just look super chilled. <laughs> see, okay, and now I know you're being nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's what you do. Every time I see you, it's like, yeah, super chilled. Yeah, whatever. Oh, yeah, thank whatever. you. Yeah, yeah, no, it's good. And then that is what I'm going for. <laughs> Save your luck about it. You should be super chilled. Inside, I'm just like, fuck, 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 I'm done now. That's like everybody. That's like me. Everyone goes, you're so relaxed. I'm like, I am inside. I am a bag of turmoil. I am just, just that's going on inside. Oh, fucking hell. Why am I alive? People don't realize it. Like, you know, even nowadays, if you you mention stuff like, uh, you know, social anxiety or like anxiety disorders, Mm. sometimes people get a bit iffy. It's like, no, I'm just stressed out. And I was like, that is a form of anxiety. And the, yeah. the world we live in, I, and this is a made up statistics, but I'm so sure of myself. It's just, I think 90% of the people suffer from some form of, you know, an anxiety disorder. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And it's, it's they, they keep kind of run away from it. Like I, I have conversations with people who are like, they're stressed out. And I'd be like, have you thought about talking to someone? And they'd get like, Sometimes they get offended. It's like, oh, right. what do you mean? And I was like, I'm just saying that you know, I've I've been through this. Yeah. I'm I'm not I'm not being like I know everything about it, but I'm just like maybe it would help. Well, this is it. yeah, go on. No, sorry, it's, no, I, it's, I was just because I think James Acaster he mentioned this on one of his podcasts as well. Yeah. You don't you don't have to wait for it to be like you know really bad to then seek help or like try it out which i think is spot on yeah i think it's like you said that you, i think the because the world is it feels like it's in such a it's in such crisis at the minute hmm. and the people that are in charge that we've put we've put in charge oh we're not we haven't all we haven't all voted for them but the people that are in charge don't seem to be able they seem to just making it worse they don't know what they're doing yeah, we don't have any leaders. No, this is what we need. We need people to go right. This is what we're doing for the for the good of everybody in the world. This is what we're doing. They're kind of it's like it's like there's a dam and there's all these leaks in the dam, and they're putting, yeah. and they're just putting their fingers in the holes. You know, oh, yeah. yeah, we're gonna do that. We're gonna do that. and then more more holes appear, and they haven't got enough fingers. <laughs> you know I mean, with, with the leaders we have, they're probably plugging the holes with the dicks. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, their dicks are the people's dicks. Um, yeah, 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 but yeah. that's it's. Um, but I I do understand. I think people are going like it sounds so cheesy to say this every time, but I think people society as a whole is heading in the right direction. Just the pace is really slow. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. really slow. Like you can see there's there's a turn around the corner, but then 
in your if you look at it, it's just like it's five minutes away. But the pace where we're going at, it's probably gonna take at least two hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yes. It's, it's funny. I'm glad you said that because I catastrophize all the time. I've realised <laughs> that. I had, I've just finished. I had some counselling for the last couple of months. <laughs> so I've just had that, and. I, I, I was talking about that. I, I do I always go to the most extreme in any situation I'm like well that that'll probably happen like the worst case scenario is going to happen <laughs> and then I read something the other day they were going oh the, the, the world has been through however many mass extinctions extinctions before we are now currently in a in a in a, in a new one and I'm like fucking hell alright well I'm not paying my credit card off then fuck it <laughs> But it's it's a good thing though, like because um, my dad always tells me uh, like every time like I'd, I'd have like a big gig or something, and I'd be like, oh uh, crap, I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna die on stage and stuff like that, and it, it, that's been I shoot you not, I I love my folks, but like the kind of realism they've been throwing at me <laughs> since I was a kid, <laughs> like I remember I used to go for like exams and stuff, and I'd be like, shitting myself, and my dad's like. Have you studied for this? And I think I have studied. And I'm like, then do your best and expect the worst. I was like, how is that gonna help with my anxiety? <laughs> like, I, I'd write the right answer down. I'd be like, this is probably the wrong answer. I'm gonna fail. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that, it, it, in hindsight, that is kind of a good like. At least for me, it's worked. Because then you know, I, I'm just out there doing what I need to, and then be like, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, I don't know. <laughs> but I'm the same. Yeah. I always, I'm, I in my head sometimes I go, it doesn't matter which decision I make or which which way which fork I take. Yeah, it's going to be the wrong one. <laughs> I always take the wrong one. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I've I've stopped following my gut. Like, oh, really? <laughs> I was just like, I don't, I don't. I just like, I just, I just call someone. I was like A or B. It's like, what are you talking about? It's just like pick one, and then that happens. And if something fucks up, it's like I call them back in like three months. Yeah, you shouldn't have picked B. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting good. At, I'm getting good at saying no now. I do. Whereas before, I just, I'd go, yeah, all right then, because I wanted to please that person. I am better at going, I don't think I'm the person for that job, but I do know someone that might be. And so I push them in that direction. Whereas before I'd just go, oh yeah, all right then. And end up in so much trouble all the time. It's, it's so hard though. Like I'm, I'm of the same, like, uh, would you, would you classify yourself as an empath? Yes. And I, I would like to think I'm an empath, but like an evil one. <laughs> Like, I, it's, 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 I, like, I try to be nice, but sometimes deep down inside, it's just like, maybe I shouldn't have that. Right. But like, it's, I, I agree with you. It's so hard to say no. Yeah. And that, that gets, gets you into situations. Like, like when I, when I started doing comedy, one of the main reasons, other main reasons was like, I didn't have a social circle, like none whatsoever. Mm. Cause I, I finished my master's and by the time I graduated, I started dating uh, someone. And so I just let go of all my friends because like, oh, they've got friends and uh, their friends are my friends, you know? Yeah. And then when you break up, all the friends just go. It's yes. like, you know, they, they've taken the kids out of the divorce. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I, yeah. 
I was I was I was literally on dating apps trying to make friends. Oh wow! And it was uh, and then when I got into comedy, it was just like build up a social circle and everything. Yeah. But then there's also this you know this this fear of missing out and everything mm. where I'd be like. I know I need to be home in the next hour if I can get some food in, a decent amount of sleep in. But then there'd be someone who's just like, why don't you stick around? And I'd be like, I can because I'm not drinking. So it's not, you know, I'm just going to be sleep deprived. I'm not going to be hungover. Yeah. But yeah. But that's it. Yeah, this, there, there is that. that they, they, I've talked about this before. When we had the lockdowns, one of the problems was that we we lost our little universe, all our little people. Yeah. We lost that, not necessarily the gigs, but we just lost like, seeing each other and being around each other yeah. and that kind of silent understanding that we're all a bit strange because of what we do, we've chosen to do. Yeah. But we kind of understood each other and we were like, yes, this is our people, this is us. Yeah. Yeah. And we lost that. I, I, it, it was, but whatever happened was not a good thing. No. But I think, at least, again, I, I say everything from my perspective. So it's like, if I, if I sound a bit like a narcissist, I was like, maybe I am. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, at least, it helped me, you know, figure out, like, where, where my friends are and people who I, I can have, like, a healthy conversation and a healthy relationship mm. with. Because that kind of makes a lot of difference as well. Because there's this term called, like, there's... And the energy vampires, I think that's what they call them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Social vampires, yeah. Yeah. And uh, and it was just like, th there's a lot of those as well. Yes. And a lot of times you just don't realize because it's really hard to differentiate between if it's a good thing or if you just have a bad habit. Mm. That seems like a good thing. Um, and the whole, you know, being by yourself and lockdown and everything. I, for some of the people that I was, you know, be like talking to and like who I thought were within my like circle. I just realized it's like it was more of a habit kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah, not yeah. it's not a bad thing to you know let go of stuff. It's really hard. Yeah, 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 yeah. But sometimes <laughs> it, sometimes there are there yes. I mean, it's one thing I learned from this is there are some people in your life that it's just bad chemistry between you mm. it's not and you and, and and you know friendship i've got friendships now that are so effortless that i just yeah. every time i see that person we don't you don't have to pretend to be something you're not there's no yeah. kind of you don't have to do it it's just it's, you just happen to be friends and you're having a nice time yeah and that's how yeah. it should be basically i was like yeah. um they, 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 i i have friends they're like they're like you're a dickhead i was like <laughs> but I'm your dickhead and I was like that is a stupid thing to say but we get it <laughs> and it's, it's also like you know people who get people who help you improve I, I, I don't want to be around people who are just like this is a sheesh he's an idiot but you know you get what you you know deal and I, I, I want to be around someone who's just like this is a sheesh he's an idiot but he's a work in progress <laughs> but that's it isn't it we all are yeah because yeah. I'm just because of course there are people in my life or I've been in my life that think I'm a fucking idiot and would rather yeah. not be around me because it's just that's just what the how the chemistry was we're yeah. just human beings and, and we, you know you're friends to some people you're enemies to others and you just that's how it is it's just yeah, it's, it's fine. yeah and that's how it, you know enemies is a bit strong I might that might be a bit mind you oh, I, I, I've got a few enemies yeah, yeah, I've got yeah, enemies. yeah so yeah. one of these like you, you just scroll up like what that's <laughs> those are the headless <laughs> <laughs> well the promoters that have wronged you 
basically it's just yeah. like, you didn't reply to my email <laughs> right you're on the list brother fuck you I, I, the, the, the number of open mic nights i've been banned from just for the most stupidest reasons what i um there's a there was one uh gig i was uh blacklisted from because i showed up late yeah and i didn't email i messaged them on facebook or something right and they didn't see my message and they were really annoyed and <laughs> i was at my leaving do so i was like right yeah i was like i'm gonna be late and they're like you show up late and the thing i did wrong was i showed up with the thought process that i sent a message they probably read it yeah so the first thing i did was like oh hey man when am I on? <laughs> wow. And they hadn't seen the message and they just yeah. thought you were an arrogant so, piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, what I should have done was like, oh, I'm a bit late. My apologies. Um, <laughs> can you still put me on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you didn't know. You'd already, you didn't realize. And then, you, it's, yeah, it's just, it's just a breakdown in communication. But to blacklist you yeah. from the gig seems a bit harsh. I, Fuck them. It's, it's fine. Yeah. I, 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 I learned my lesson. <laughs> Uh, I always email that. <laughs> wow, yeah, yes. It's a funny old one. There's, I don't know. Yeah, I, there's one, there's a gig that I can't do or, because uh, someone was emailing on my behalf and they got the name wrong of the promoter. And so <laughs> and his, 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 the beginning of his reply was, firstly, that's not my name. You should probably, you should, and this is all under my name. They don't realise it's someone else emailing for me. Yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, you should, first first rule of comedy is to get the promoter's name right. And I'm like, <laughs> I didn't even bother reading the rest. I was like, nah, like, no, you're not going to book me again. I know. Nah, like, oh, there's no point in reading this. Just delete. Uh, move on. Have you, have, you, have you ever blacklisted yourself from a gig? Like banned yourself? There are gigs that I won't, that I haven't done because I've heard... I've heard different things from different sources yeah. about the promoter, and I've gone, no, I'm not doing that gig. I'd rather, I'd rather just not do the gig. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. understandable. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm of the like I've had, I've got gigs like those, but then they're also good. I, I did a gig once uh, where <laughs> my name is Ashish, and I, I, I understand it's not like a common local name, so people are bound to mess it up. This one time, I got introduced as uh, Aladdin. <laughs> Aladdin? Did you say Aladdin? Yeah. Wow. Well, they, uh, <laughs> I mean, what? it's not even a real country, man. Oh my god. <laughs> I wouldn't even mind, but that's not. I've never met someone called Aladdin. That's not even a, like. And there's loads of them. <laughs> it's 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 yeah it's. Yeah. I was like, I get that's the name. It's, just, you know, it's like. I mean, to be honest, my name in Aladdin has the same vowels, so I can understand <laughs> how you like same number of letters, same vowels. Like, yeah, sure. <laughs> but, it's you turn up on a carpet, that's what threw him. Oh, basically, that that was the thing. You will. Do I didn't. That. I didn't have a beanie. I had like. <laughs> <laughs> Here he comes with his lamp. <laughs> Fucking Aladdin. Oh, God. I was like, yeah, I'm, uh, it was a good gig. I enjoyed it. <laughs> was it magical? <laughs> it, was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was a miracle. Did you show them the world? <laughs> I did, I did. <laughs> I had to stop when the tiger walked in, but... 
<laughs> no pets. <laughs> oh fuck. Well, oh, this man. this is not that. No. Hey, 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 come on, man. Is that a guide is that a guide tiger? Um <laughs> No, it was a therapy tiger. <laughs> Ah, I can't go anywhere without my tiger. He's just like, he's just like oh. you annoy me to bite you. <laughs> oh my God. What a brilliant way to finish. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Where um, can we find you online, Ashish? Um, Instagram, uh, yeah. uh, at Suri. I've, I've been on Twitter for uh, two months. Oh, yeah. Uh, fucking amazing. Uh, I've got 29 followers. Yes, mate. Smashing it. Uh, and only only 20, 20, no, only 19 of them are comedians. So I was like, I'm getting there. Yeah. Um, Twitter's the same, at Scientist Suri. Uh, I am setting up a website. Okay. Uh, so it's work in progress, but I'll plug it out because, you know, two months down the line, you're going to love that shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to be ahead of the curve. Basically, I was just like, this This is this is me being clairvoyant. <laughs> um, the website is the same, at scientistsuri.com and also she'sSuri.com. But yeah. And also, you know, just if you see me on the streets, talk to me. I don't mind. Just don't try to sell me weed. That's kind of... <laughs> and don't touch his not, tiger. Yeah, basically. Stay away from my pets. <laughs> that sounds like such a bad euphemism now. <laughs> don't stroke his tiger. Don't stroke my tiger. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, sheesh. Thanks, man. This has been great. A pleasure's been on mine. It's, it's yeah, I, I can't say this enough. Oh, Four years ago, I was sitting in the audience. And to be able to have this conversation with you now, it's, it's for me, it's, it's like a really big thing. So thank you so much for having me. Made my day, man. Thank you very much. Love you. Play it up. I love you. Love you. <laughs>